coming down the aisle from Gainesville, Texas. Cowboy Nation, we got a long-time, die-hard Dallas Cowboy fan. One of the WWF's all-time greats, Jake the Snake Roberts. In honor of the Cowboys' great season, he's going to come on, talk a little football, talk a little wrestling with us. I'm Ed Cohen, and this is the Big Star Show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today on the Big Star Show, we have a true icon. We have WWE legend and Hall of Famer, the man who delivered the most devastating finishing move in the game. Guy was a true magician on the microphone. One of the best to step inside the square circle. Jake, the Snake Roberts. How are you, Jake? No, I'm doing great, guys. Well, first of all, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, fitting for the time of year because we know that you're a big Cowboy fan, huh? Yeah, I was raised in Gainesville, Texas, man. I've been I've been a Cowboy fan since, you know, Dandy Don and all those guys that were out there. Bullet Bob Hayes, man, you know, Bob Lilly, all those guys, man. A lot of love for Leroy Jordan, Don Perkins, all those guys, man. I mean, 60s old, man, I was a big Cowboy fan and uh, have been for years, man. I've suffered through the tough times and uh, had to eat some crow with the, with the Steelers a couple of times. But, uh, with, you know, we survived that, I guess. And, uh, you know, uh, on, on to today, you know. And um, I'm so happy with what they're doing now, man. It's just really awesome. Uh, the only mistake they've made is uh, making Sting their intimidation coach. I mean, come on. Are you serious? Let me remind you this. I didn't need a baseball bat. All I needed was a whisper to make you crap your pants. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for them to, to throw Sting in there, okay, you know, why didn't they throw some high heels on him or something, you know? <laughs> what the hell, man? You got paint, you might as well throw some high heels on you and let you waddle down the lane. You know, I'm so proud that Mr. Whitten just threw it right back at him, you know? Uh, he didn't put, go with the face paint. Uh, he just went with a little black in the eyes and told him to shove it. So I love that. But uh, Whitten, you know, he's a true cowboy, man. There's no doubt about that. He kind of reminds me of all Leroy Jordan, the way he used to tax everything, you know, and uh, brings back memories of Ditka, you know, who I love. And uh, who doesn't? Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, I'm really happy with what they're doing now. Everybody is. I mean, gosh, uh I think uh, the Cowboys and the Raiders would have been a great Super Bowl, you know, had um, Derek Carr and I got hurt. Uh, that was my pick was to go in the Super Bowl with those two guys. And uh, they would have been an awesome, awesome deal for not only the fans, but for the NFL, you know. And uh, I think this Cowboy thing that's going on right now is great for the NFL. And they they just got to be over the top happy with what the Cowboys are doing. Oh, absolutely. You know, like you said, we suffered for the past few decades, and it certainly feels good to be to be back on top. And Jake, did you play a little football growing up? I uh, just high school, man. That, that was yeah. My best sport was baseball. You know. And, oh wow. Uh, well, that and backseat play, and they were no way over there. But no, I, I was a baseball. I pitched a little bit, you know, and. Uh, these tall, long, lanky arms and stuff, man. I could let go with a sidearm pitch, and you thought it was going behind you. And sometimes it did, but uh, that's okay. That's that's intimidation. I was going to say, talk about intimidation from the pitcher's mound, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, man. I was like a Randy Johnson coming at you, man. He never knew where the hell I was going. Oh, uh, wild thing or something, Mitch Williams or something. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> let's rock and roll with this, man. Absolutely, fun. man. This is great stuff. And Jake, you grew up in a wrestling family. What was it like as a kid uh, having a father be a pro wrestler? Well, I was never really around my father much. Um, oh, boy. He just wasn't much of a dad. You know, mm-hmm. he had a lot of uh, demons himself, and uh, it sure took a toll on the family. I, you know, I have a sister who was kidnapped and murdered, and uh, you know, it all goes back to dad, you know, and uh, he wasn't a very nice man. You know, I love him, but I didn't have to like him, you know, and uh, it was tough, man, because, uh, you know, going to school and um, everybody knew who I was and knew that my father wrestled, and, uh, you know, he was seven foot and 400 pounds. He was intimidating. <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, you know, growing up in that and, and defending it, uh, trying to defend my father, who was never there for me, which I took a lot abuse, you know, the kids are brutal. They don't know oh, anything to hurt you. And um, the fact that my dad was never around me, giving me a tag of unwanted, you know, unneeded, uh, unloved, and uh, it hurt. It hurt a lot, you know, and uh, it was really tough, man. And, um, you know, never say never. That's all I can say because, uh, you know, I wound up getting into wrestling, and not because I loved it, because I didn't in the beginning. I hated it. Because uh, I cause I wanted to blame wrestling for all my family problems, but it wasn't uh, wrestling that did it. It was just my dad, you know. That's just the way he was. But um, you know, growing up with that, and uh, then deciding to get into it. Uh, the only reason I got into it is because I couldn't get the I couldn't get affirmed by my father that he was proud of me. That's all I wanted to hear from him. And I went through high school and uh, with honors and stuff, and was going to go to college and become an architect and. Uh, uh, he never showed up at graduation or baseball games or football or any of that stuff. So um, after graduation, I went down to visit him and said, you know, hey, you know, guess what, dude? Uh, I graduated with honors first in the family. How about that? I'm going to college first in the family. And uh, he was like, well, I hope you don't want anything. And I'm like, wow. Uh-huh. You haven't given me anything yet. And uh, I, I really needed to hear him say he was proud of me. Uh, I was dying for it. And um a few nights later, uh, with alcohol in me, uh, my brain said, you know, if you want your dad to be proud of you, then you need to get in the ring and be up one of those wrestlers. And, uh, <laughs> of course, with the help of alcohol and uh, the fans cheering me on, um, I got in the ring and got my butt handed to me, man. I mean, really bad. This old timer named Billy, Billy Bad Boy Hines. And he just tore me a new one. He knew who I was, so he didn't break anything. But it would have been a lot easier. I would probably heal quicker had he had just broken arm or something. You because know, uh, when they twist you up, man, and uh, tear muscles and stuff, uh, it's a long time to heal. And uh, I remember crawling back to the locker room. I couldn't. I couldn't even walk, man. I, I urinated myself in the ring uh, fighting this guy and. Uh, my father looked down at me and said, I'm ashamed of you. You're gutless and you'll never mount anything. Wow. Like that. And uh, that night, I, I remember that night, and um, it, it was uh, a lot of hate, you know, and um, I made a deal with the devil that night, man, to, uh, to go into wrestling and to become better than my father ever was. So I, I went into it for the wrong reasons, um, certainly. 
And then once I got into it, I fell in love with it. You know, and um, after, after I fell in love with it, there was just no stopping. You know, but, uh, I lived it. I breathed it. Uh, I wanted it 24-7. Um, I had a hard time coming up through the ranks because, uh, you know, the sins of my father, you know, I was getting punished for the things that he had done, you know, and, um, you know, when you're on your way up, you got to be careful because you'll make the same guys on the way down. Um, I met a lot of the people that he had wrestled and um, mowed down or whatever, and uh, they felt abused or they felt uh, like they hadn't gotten a fair deal. And, uh, oh, here's his kid. Well, let's just take it out of his kid. So I got a lot of that. But, um, you know, I, I did survive it, and I had a, an unbelievable career. Um, you know, there's times that I think, you know, what could I have done if I had not had the problems that I had? But sometimes those problems are what makes you what you are. You know? Right, absolutely. And, uh, I've came into a place in my life now, you know, uh, 61 years old and sober, and I am so friggin' happy, happier than I ever was in the WWF, uh, happier than I ever was when I was doing the big runs against whoever, Macho, you know, or whoever, man, it didn't matter, Steamboat, Ronnie Garvin, the way I feel now, man, is just is just crazy. It's just crazy because again, I'm sober. I enjoy life. I don't have any regrets now. Uh, I don't wake up thinking, man, if I hadn't done that last night, you know, oh my God, you know, I don't have to live with that anymore, man. And it's just so awesome. And uh, now I'm out helping other people get sober, um, helping people with weight problems get right. Um, I got a guy living with me now that. Uh, He's a comedian. I, I go out and do these these comedy gigs now, which my stuff's not really comedy. It's just I just tell road stories and take you through a walk through a uh, walk with Jake, you know, in the woods or whatever. And uh, we we talk about some of the insane stuff that we did in the locker rooms or in the ring or in the strip joints or wherever it happened. Right. And people love it. People love it, man. They're eating it up, man. They love it. And uh, I love getting out there and, and reconnecting with the fans and uh, spending some time with them and taking photos with them and signing their memorabilia. And it's so crazy, man. They'll tell me about matches that I don't remember. Um, something to be said about 35 years in the ring and uh, concussion protocol. Oh, my God. When I think about that. You know, that alone right there scares me to death because I, I am having issues now with um, with my brain, you know. And, um, you know, we, we did the tests and all that stuff, and it's not good. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I wrestled for 35 years, and, and you got to figure out getting a couple of concussions, maybe three or four a year, which is probably really low because um, I was getting them a lot more often than that, probably one a month. But um, when you multiply it times 35, that's not a good number. So to think about having a hungry or better concussion, um, you, you got to expect some issues. And, and I'm dealing with them, you know. And, uh, but doing this comedy helps me because it keeps my brain working and keeps my thought process working and memory and all those things are happening. So God's being very, very good to me, man. Oh, uh, that's great! You know, I'm glad glad to hear that you you found the peace and uh, that, that that you're. Oh man, 
you know, if you ever if you ever bring that traveling show to, to the New Jersey, New York area, I'd absolutely love to attend. New Jersey, New York, we will give you a call. I'm sure we'll be up there soon. Uh, we're about to do a southern swing. Uh, and, well, and a northern swing. When I say northern, I'm talking about the great white north Canada. And, uh, oh, wow. Well, I don't know why my daughter is doing it to me. Uh, putting me in Winnipeg this time of year is not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little chilly up there, below zero. Oh, man, yeah, it's a little chilly to say the least. Yeah. Now, Jay, let's go back a little bit to wrestling now. Now, you, I read a lot about you, and uh, ironically, Jake the Snake was uh, afraid of snakes, huh? How'd you, how'd you come up with the name Jake the Snake, and uh, how'd you overcome the, your fear of snakes having to be around those yeah. snakes? Well... Coming up with a name, I was riding down the highway way back in the day, listening to Monday Night Football. All right. And Dandy Don and Howard and uh, Gifford were there, and uh, they were talking about Kenny Stabler, the snake. Oh, wow. And uh, I was uh, drinking some beer, and I always did, and uh, after a show, and uh, smoking some weed. And I'm like, oh, my God, it'd be so cool if there was a wrestler named the Snake, man. Like, he could put the snake on people. Oh, wow, that'd be so awesome, <laughs> you know. And uh kept working with it and working with it. And back then, my, my name was not Jake the Snake. It was something else. And uh so I wanted to come up with a moniker, you know, that would fit with the snake. Or Jake the Snake, how did that work? Uh, better than Blake the Snake. Uh, yeah. It was Jake the Snake. And uh, the reason we did that is because... There was a real hot TV program back in those, in those days. Uh, and the heel's name was J.R. Jake Roberts. Oh, where J.R. Ewing? Which one is it? Well, we went with Jake Roberts. And uh, I stuck the name on me, and I carried it for many years. And, uh, you know, it was being called Jake the Snake for many years before I carried the snake. And, um, I, in fact, I brought the idea up to Cowboy Bill Watts about having a snake, and he just really lashed out on me and called me a friggin' idiot. And, you know, that's stupid. That's stupid. That will never work. Uh, you know, this isn't a carnival. Really? It's not a carnival. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm so devastated by that. Let me think about that for a minute. But um, uh, we went with it, and then years go by, and... Uh, I'm up here in front of Vince McMahon, and he starts telling me about this idea that they have about a guy carrying a snake and um, wearing spandex, which I was not in favor of, and um, lace-up boots up to the knee, which I definitely wasn't in favor of, because I did a little math one night when I was on one of those long road trips and, and multiplied the 20 minutes a night that it would take to put the boots on and take them off. Uh, over a career, I would have spent like four months of my life lacing up boots. Uh, wow. I don't want to. I don't want to be labeled as that. Okay, so <laughs> I, went to, I went to the slip-ons, and uh, so I, I spoke up, you know, and told me, man, yeah, I spandex crap. That's for pretty boys. I don't do that, man. I wear karate pants, man. They flow in the wind, man. They're bad, you know. And the lace-up boots, that's out because of the time invested. I do slip-ons. Because I've been known to pull it, slip that boot off and hit you in the head with it if things get really bad. And um, he just kind of pushed a piece of paper towards me and said, uh, well, the guy that carries a snake for us is going to make that. Uh, what do you think? I'm like, 
Oh, well, you know, my ankles have been hurting me. Maybe I should wear lace-ups. <laughs> you know, spandex would be a challenge. I think I could do that. And, uh, carry, a, carry a snake? No problem. What do you expect me to say, then? You're sitting from a business man, and he tells you, hey, you got this awesome job, you're going to make millions of dollars, and you got to carry a snake. No problem, bro. Right. That, right. that, pales, that pales in comparison uh, of, of all the other things I did to get a job, you know. Uh, carrying a snake is pretty small when you look at that list, and uh, it was horrifying. It, it, I hate it, man. Um, I hate snakes. I still hate snakes. I can't stand the sons of bitches, and, uh, you know, after being bit 20 or 30 times, I really hate them. And because uh, they have no friends, you know, they just tear tear you a new one every time they get a chance. And uh, you know, I had some close calls. I was wrestling Steamboat, where one got around my neck and choked me out. And uh, that wow. was pretty scary because uh, I went I went down. The thing was around my neck, and all of a sudden I see headlights coming at me. So <laughs> there's no cars in this building. And I went down, and when I came back up. Um, seeing things again, uh, the snake was halfway out of the ring. He was like six rows back in the fans in Indianapolis and uh, at uh, Market Square Arena there. And, uh, you know, Vince told me if that thing ever gets in the crowd, don't even come to me from thinking you've got a job because it's over. <laughs> you know, because of the court suits that would have happened. And uh, I jerked the snake back into the ring and saved my job and uh, we went on from there. But, um, yeah, that's how I came up with it, man. Thanks to Kenny Stabler, you know, got a spot in my heart for him. And uh, I just think it's a damn shame the way the NFL is um, doing the Stabler family uh, with the no ring and, and none of this because he's gone. Are you serious? Come on, man. You know, that that is such a slap in the face. I mean, the guy gave so much to, to the NFL and uh, – for them to, to hold back on that stuff um, just makes me sick in my stomach. Yeah, no, it's certainly unfortunate uh, if he's well-deserved of all the accolades, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Back in the day, man, Stabler and the Monica Fuge were legendary. Uh, the guy was just a great, great football player. Oh, he sure was. Tough guy, too. Mm. Yeah, but man, I have so much love for the old guys, you know I mean? I remember the days of Lily and all those guys, and even Dwayne Thomas and his misguided mind. You know, Hollywood Henderson, uh, who has came back from the depths of hell and came out and uh, helping a lot of people now, you know, with addiction. And that's all awesome, man. That's so awesome. But, you know, I got a couple of boys who live right there by the Cowboy Complex. They got identical twins who live up there, and uh, they, they love the Cowboys. They got a Cowboy game here and there. So. Hopefully, after uh, I do this interview, I'll have uh, the end of getting some tickets or something. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'd, that'd be great. I, I'd love to catch a game with you one day, Jake. I've been down to the stadium a few times over the years. I didn't get down yeah. there this season. But uh, next season, actually, the Cowboys travel to Oakland. I know you. Uh, we have a mutual friend in Charlie Boots. I know you did his show a few yeah. uh, months back. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe the three of us catch a game out in Oakland next year. Man, yeah. I think that'd be so awesome to go to Oakland, and uh, I'd have to bring my boys out for that. Well, maybe we do some tailgating, and I'll show you guys Absolutely. how to properly how to properly smoke some meat. Oh, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I know. I know. I'll be safe wearing my cowboy jersey having you there with me. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries with that, man. No worries with that. Even in Oakland. Oh, yeah. The black hole, huh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it is a rough place, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, now, Jake, you had some, throughout your wrestling career, you, you had some absolutely epic feuds. I mean, you, you had the epic feud with Macho Man, obviously, The Undertaker, which was great, yeah. uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat early on. What, what do you think was the, the best uh, feud you had? Oh, and, and, and was it ever personal? Did you ever have any true personal beefs with anyone in the in the business? Not not um, with guys I had feuds with. Um, the only problem I had with anybody was uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith was just a jerk. And, a um, bulldog. Yeah, he abused a snake a few times. Uh, wow. Throwing lit, throwing lit cigarettes in the bag and stuff like that, and I caught him doing it, and, uh, and he ran. And... <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then I thought, well, you know, maybe I should do something to the bulldog, you know, to get even. But I just couldn't take myself there, you know. I'm, I'm not an animal abuser. And uh, so I thought about it for a while, and I kept looking at that dog, and I thought, you know what? I bet those sorry jerks aren't even feeding this dog properly. And uh, I went out to the, to the concession area and uh, bought six or eight chili hot dogs. And uh, give the dog something to eat, you know, with lots of onions and chili and uh, jalapenos on them. And uh, the dog ate them all and uh, then started whimpering because I think he's wanting our place to go and uh, just waited for good things to happen, man. And uh, I followed them back to their hotel and uh, they put the dog in the room and they left. And uh, I'd go by the room and pound on the door and the dog would bark, bark, bark. And then you'd hear <laughs> And he, obviously he was crapping and um, it was burning. And um, I heard the next day it was like 800 bucks, man, to clean that room. You know, the dog had crapped on the television. I don't know how he shot it up in the air that far. But oh, geez. It must have been a nice dunk shot. Yeah. And he crapped all over their wrestling gear and their clothes and everything. <laughs> I, I felt like I got even. Oh, yeah, that's See, there's, like there's intimidation, bro. <laughs> oh, man, that's classic right there. Yeah, and now, and now that Bulldog's a mascot for the Browns, look at his luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, talk about taking uh, a double loss right there. Yeah. Oh, I had some great times, man, great athletes I was in the ring with. Uh, some of my uh, better feuds, man, you know, whether it be Steamboat or Earthquake or Rick Rude. Or Martell or whoever. I mean, um, gosh, I mean, uh, I had a blast doing it, man, and um, I put a lot into it, you know. And uh, you know, wrestling's real; people are fake. You know, that's the way I feel. You know, it just uh, it's just the way it is. I just uh, put so much into it. But um, yeah, it, it was a great, great career, man. And uh, the thing that I'm doing now has a lot more substance to it. And I'm able to help people, man. Uh, and if you ever want to get high on life, man, start reaching out and helping others and, and see the difference that you make. And that's where the true blessings in life come from right there. You know, it's not when you're trudging up a pole trying to do your own thing, man. It's when you start reaching down and pulling people up the pole with you. That's when you become a man. Absolutely. That's, that's wise words right there. That's about all I got, bro. Oh, man, well, that, that's great. And, Jake, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. True pleasure and honor for me. Big WWF fan my whole life. So ho hopefully we'll be uh, 
we'll be we'll be talking again as the Cowboys oh, are uh, playing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, then they'll need a real intimidation uh, guy. You know, uh, maybe you guys could trade Sting in for I don't know a water boy of some substance or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, cheerleader! A cheerleader would be good. But, oh, we gotta love the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yes, you're right. Sting can hold that up. Oh well. Oh, oh well. Man. Oh, well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, absolutely, we'll, we'll talk soon, and uh, go Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get in touch with you when we're uh, up in that area, and uh, we'll let you blast it out. And, uh, absolutely. We'll Can't wait. And I'll, and I'll abuse your ass. Okay. <laughs> Take care, brother. Love you, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Wow. Again, that was Jake the Snake Roberts, and uh, what a great interview. True honor to get to chat with him about some classic wrestling stories. And um, make sure you check out Jake's traveling show, The Unspoken Word Tour. I know I'll sure be looking to catch a show when he's in town. You know, I think I speak for myself, Jake, and the rest of Cowboy Nation when I say, Go Cowboys. Let's get them this Sunday.